All right, everybody, welcome back to the Rum Shop for another episode. This is Joey Reeds, and I'm feeling really somber for this week. Uh, why, you might ask, if you all care about me, which I'm sure you do. It's definitely because of the loss that Man United suffered at the hands of Man City. And it was just discouraging on so many levels. You know, when I was a little boy, I dreamed of playing at Old Trafford. I put on my first pair of gloves and I looked up to the icons like Peter Schmeichel, Dwight York, David Beckham, Roy Keane. And I thought to myself, wow, I want to be that. And year in, year out, Man United would win. And they'd win big. They'd have a treble season. They'd have Champions League titles under their belts. They'd have it all. And what do I get now that I'm a grown man? I get heartbreak. I get seventh, sixth place finishes. I get rotating doors of managers. I get nothing but pain and suffering. And here to discuss that with me is my favorite bartender. She usually helps me clean up past the night. Introduce yourself. Natalie. It's been Natalie sitting here listening to your soliloquy as you cry tears over Man United, even though I told you they would lose to Man City. You know, it's funny. I thought you were going to interrupt me during my soliloquy. I so wanted to. I kept looking at you because I thought, is he ever going to stop? Like, you're boring everybody. But, you know, I know you needed to get that out. It was emotional for you. Every game is emotional, but derby matches especially. And come to find out that you've only been a United fan for how long? Um, three years, I think, since I met you. Um, I had to become a United fan. I didn't actually watch Premier League games before that, but I did watch soccer, or footy, as you would say. That's excellent. Um, when you met me. <laughs> and <laughs> can you remember some of the players who stuck out at you during this time of us meeting and oh, you working you know, at the rum shop? You know it was always Cavani. I just hated that he was always injured. He was, like, the best player to watch. Cavani, I can't say he sucked. I was actually really excited when they announced that Cavani was joining. I thought there were really high hopes there. He did play a few key matches. He played really well. He, he moved around really well. He worked like a goddamn workhorse, but he just always injured, as you mentioned. Yeah. Um, anyone else? Any other standouts? No, I only liked Cavani, but right now I'm loving Martinez, obviously. I'm a big fan. Yeah, we're going to get there, okay? Don't, oh, don't ruin don't my Don't jump vibe. the gun? Yeah, okay, don't jump okay. the gun yet, okay? Okay. So three years ago, we meet Manchester United finished the second. Um, you know, I'm very happy. No, you weren't happy. If you recall, we met at the tail end. We met at fall time in 2019, and it was a rough fall winter up until the big turnaround for Manchester United when they won all those consecutive games starting in like January or something. And that's how they got to second place. Otherwise, they were like, crap, they were at the bottom somewhere. So that season... We had the best away record and the worst home record. If we win all of the remaining home games that we had, we would have had a title clinched, and we just couldn't do it. That should have been the first sign that things were going really left. And ironically enough, McGuire and Luke Shaw were having amazing seasons. I kept on giving them high praise and saying so many things would have gone right if we just had everyone playing to the degree of McGuire and Shaw. The Euros turn around, and then the next season starts, and all hell broke loose officially. Yeah, I think you were calling for Juan Bissaka to replace <laughs> Maguire for a while there. That's right. <laughs> shout out to Juan Bissaka. I don't even think he's on the team sheet anymore, <laughs> but shout out. 
wherever you are, you. I don't even. According to Roy Keane, I don't even think Crystal Palace will want him back now, <laughs> for the rate that he's playing. Amateurs. Um, but yep. So a tough derby loss. Um, now let's get to that game. So the lineup was. I just want to jump in a bit. I want to tell the people, the people listening, I don't know if there's two or 200 or whatever. The people the listening. Millions to the, the millions. The millions listening to the millions. Okay. Who tune in religiously. I who grab a drink. magic, everybody. Okay, yes. Joy Reed's here is a diehard Manchester United fan. And By the I way, understand this is going to be a huge topic of discussion. So you guys need to comment on the posts that I always post that go along with these uh, podcast episodes. Let me know your opinion on what um, she is about to say. Go ahead. So I worked my magic and connections. I do understand the significance of a derby match. I also understand English footy fans. I know it's not a beautiful scene in the stadiums and stuff, especially at a derby match. I worked my magic to try to get a ticket this season to any Manchester United game. And guess what I can get? Two box seats for this derby match at City, though. At the, what is it, Etihad Stadium? Yeah, Etihad. Yeah. So... I had to double check with him. It was going to be a surprise for his birthday, but I double checked knowing. Do you even know when my birthday is? Knowing that he hates City, I double checked. And the man, the foolish man, had the audacity to turn down not just two tickets in a box. I was surprised. They were free tickets at the Etihad Stadium to watch Man U play Man City. On October 2nd. Wasn't that the Derby match? Yes, the 2nd. The 2nd. Yeah. This man said no. Why? Like, do you think I'm going to get this opportunity again? For everybody listening, do you want to witness your favorite pet get put to sleep? Do you want front row box seats to that? Do you want front row box seats to watch your the person that you care about the most just get slaughtered? Do you think that's that's really necessary? Dude, Do you think I footy. wanted to like, be chill. in box seats with a bunch of shitty city fans who are going to be hooraying and hurrying the magnificent efforts of Foden and Holland and I have to sit there and take it by myself? Do you think that do you think I deserve that? Deserve, yeah, but like do I think <laughs> you want to go through it? I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I work hard. I'm a hard working guy. I'm a musician. I'm a software developer. You're a podcaster. I'm a rum shop owner. I'm a podcaster. I'm an avid cigar smoker. Soon to be a stand-up comedian from what I hear you want to be next. Going along with taking acting classes. You think I have the time to suffer alongside Man City fans? Why don't you just lock me away in solitary and throw the key? Why not? What's the difference? You oh and But you like any chance that... I just thought You'll it'd be a get fun trip. To just squash me emotionally, you'll do it. But that's a topic <laughs> for another episode. <laughs> okay, let's get back to your man you Man City review. Thank you. So we had David De Gea in goal. What was your thoughts on his performance? So I am completely opposite you. I actually think it's time that they get a different goalie. I did I honestly thought he was pretty weak. There are some goals that he just didn't even bother going after that he should have. Like that one on the inside, um, he was right there, and it looked like he didn't even go for it. I get, like, you're already down, but still, try. 
Have you ever goal kept a day in your life? I don't think so. So I am a 2007 officer champion. Oh my god! Reliving I am your youth a 2006 a citywide Toronto finalist. I am Oakwood's most valuable player in 2005. It's 2022 right now. You know that, right? I know a thing or two about goalkeeping. Outside of my park, I'm a legend. <laughs> okay? When I step on that field, terror goes into all of the eyes of all who strike a Please, ball against the goal. you know you get people saying, like, you're pretty good for a tubby guy. <laughs> I take people's soccer balls when they want to think that they can score a penalty against me. And I give them to all the other underprivileged kids. Okay, that you I have do. passion. You did do that. <laughs> I love goalkeeping. And as a goalkeeper, it pains me when people say it's time to let David De Gea go. It pains me. The man can play. Sure, he has some shortcomings. I think he can be much more vocal in the back end. I think he's too much reliant on Martinez to fill that role. And successful teams, successful dynasties, all have had commanding goalkeepers. Peter Schmeichel, David Seaman, Oliver Kahn, Buffon, Iker Casillas. They all are big personalities, according to Roy Keane. And yes, I will quote him throughout this. Because when I, when I saw the, the crushing defeat, all I did was rewatch seven and six minute clips for a total of two hours on Roy Keane. And I just firmly believe that we are just doing David De Gea an injustice by saying it's time to let him go. Sure. Again, some shortcomings, but he does not deserve to be let go. That abysmal show of defending is what led to United's downfall. I was telling you this earlier. You can have all the goalkeepers that you want. You can have a brick wall just put up in front of that net. If you have a bad defense with the amount of chances, have you ever heard of a team getting over 20 chances in a game? That's like hockey. It's like watching basketball. That's like, a, that's like LeBron James shooting 20 shots per night. It's, it's ridiculous. Sooner or later, that brick wall is going to collapse and goals are going to go in. And there's only so much that De Gea could have done in that game. I'm not saying he was horrible. I'm just saying you asked me what I think of him. I do think it's time to start rebuilding a bit in the net. Like, he's been there, what, 16 years? 16 years. No, not 16 years. I mean, could, uh, could very well be close to 16. We've got to fact check that. But uh, that's a good one that I should okay, have Okay, what would you say he's been there? Minimum at least 12 to 13. Oh, whatever. Close enough. But he's been there for a long time. But it's there's long. a reason. And he's been named player of the year for four, at least four or five times. Like that's, you don't get that by just being average at a club like Man United, even when they were in their glory days. But the yeah, last, but I, his I think first even De Gea said that the player of the year should not be the goalie. Exactly. And that's telling you a lot about United. It's not time to let him go. I think at the very least, you get another goalkeeper who you can rotate and give him some competition. We saw how well he played when Dean Henderson was his competition. Yeah, did he not let four goals in today? Did he not let four goals in the last game? Like, didn't Dean Henderson is a nobody. I but need him to have stronger competition than Dean Henderson for the starting goalkeeping Hey, role. we saw how good Dean Henderson was last year and the previous year. Okay. We saw his potential. It, it raised potential. It raised the Hayes level. Potential, not there yet. And I think when there's no... When there's no competition, I think you do start to, to fade a little bit. But nevertheless... You don't think there's competition with Heaton? Yeah. <laughs> For what? For who can eat the most pies? 
Heaton is a. I don't even know why we signed Tom Heaton. No disrespect to Tom Heaton. I think at one point you were a great goalkeeper, but come on, let's be real. The only time you're going to get played is when we're playing a Division Two team, and that might be in the EFL Cup coming up. Um, so that's our opinion on that. We're going to be split, um, but we got to move on. What about Dallo? Oh, I th- I think Della and McTominay both were crap um, because they both got those. Okay, Della if you don't notice the, the trend that's going on here, we're actually going through position by position. I get so it. So I really appreciate it if you don't just to, keep jumping over. No, no, no. I'm lining them too because they both got those really early cards, those really early yellow cards. Dallow got it in like the first minute. I think McTominay within the first 10. And then they both were weak. Wait, are you talking about Malassia? Malassia got a card pretty early, and no, Dalot. I think it was McTominay and Dalot. All right, well, we'll let the fans let us know, or we can watch it back, but I'm pretty sure it was Malassia and Dalot. Dalot got it within the first two minutes. First minute. I think Malassia followed up pretty quickly afterwards. Well, anyways, um, they just didn't do anything after that because they seemed to be scared of getting another yellow, and I figured that would be the case, and he was weak, and it was his weakest showing yet. And I think in that case, I just would have pulled him. And put on who? Um, he put on Shaw anyways. Yeah, but the only choice, I think, at that point was what? I mean, I mean, honestly, who? Who would have been the choice? He put on Varane. Uh, well, not Varane. Varane. Sorry, he put on um, he the took, Swede. Uh, Lindelof. Lindelof, whatever Which basically is like playing a man down. Yeah. So, I mean, Dalla was just getting exposed by Grealish. I don't know what they've been putting in Grealish's tea recently, but he has had a crazy resurgence, and he just took it to Dalla, just beat him off the one step, beat him off the dribble, was constantly getting around him at will. Um, just not a great showing from Dallow, but, I mean, we all have off days. Derby matches, you want to be on for sure. You're professional. That's what you get paid to do. But, I mean, he just got – Grealish had him in the pocket. Um, Varane, I thought, was just non-existent. People kept saying it when we read the the team reviews uh, or the Man, the Manchester Evening News when we were looking at the ratings. I thought they gave him unusually high rating. They gave him like a four or something. I would have given him a one. I thought he he was miserable, miserable. He wasn't good at all. What do you think? I thought the rating was accurate. I think um, the one goal, I think it was the fifth goal after he already sprained his ankle. And I was like, they just need to take him off. You can tell he can't move. But yet he went back out there. He couldn't move, and that's why the fifth goal went in. Like, they were beating him no problem. And then he got off. So I think it was the fifth goal. Regardless, he was injured. He's done for the next little while. So if you think he's so crap, I'd like to see how they do without him because I think he and Martinez are the only things that salvaged them for the last few games. Like, I thought they really saved them. Agreed. I think um, we're going to be playing with 10 men, basically. Um, Lindelof and Maguire. I honestly would rather just not have them play at all. Uh, but you can't do that in, in footy. So here we go. That's just going to make me more and more insufferable and angry. So anybody coming to the rum shop or passing by, I apologize. But um, you can blame Lindelof and Maguire for that. Um, Martinez, just a dog. He played so well. He played really well. I mean, had to do with, with the shitty defensive line, but he did what he could. I thought he, he was strong at certain points. Um, tried to handle Howland as much as he could, but Howland... He can't do it all on his own. Yep. Um, not much to say there. Good on Martinez. I think he was a great signing. Um, Malassia just looked like Wamba Saka. Just a shorter version of him without any of his crazy dreads. Because he was getting beat on every ball. Not only that, but he just looked... He never looked a part of the game. He always looked 
off. Like even when you look at the defensive line, one thing that I was thinking about as I was sitting at my software developer job and um, software developing. <laughs> <laughs> Throw that in one more time, why don't you? <laughs> it just He just never looked like he was a part of the line. He never looked like he was compact with the other defenders when we needed people in the box. He was getting beat at will. He was getting dribbled past. And if I was David De Gea, every time that ball was on his side, I'm thinking to myself, oh, shit, am I, am I correct in my post? Can I do everything I can possibly do to make sure that I can be the step up the next line, the last line of defense for this guy's shortcomings? Because he was garbage. Um, so, Malasia, I'm sure you're going to be hearing this because I just know that you tune in. Ha, shout out to you. <laughs> do better. Be better. You're playing for United. And I'm not saying that you're not a bad player because you had some impressive showings. But you're, you're starting you're to saying, get... You're not saying that he is a bad player is what you really mean, right? Thanks. Okay. Just <laughs> let me continue my rant and then you can continue, you can continue <laughs> afterwards. But you just have to be better. We've had, we've had legends play that role. We had Patrice Evra in that position. We've had Rio Ferdinand who's had to cover that position in times. You need to be better. You need to be consistent. Otherwise, you're going to end up like Juan Bissaka, and I don't think any club is going to want to take you back. You're teetering on the brink of being a really great signing or being one that should have been. You're, you're, you're teetering Darren Fletcher status. Don't get there. Now we move on. McTominay. I thought McTominay, McTominay should not have been playing. I thought Casemiro should have been there yep. from the get-go. I know Casemiro wasn't that great. I don't think I honestly don't think Casemiro will be great as a sub. I we'll actually think we'll he get needs there. to we, start. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, I know you're you're pinballing right now. I, I said McTominay. Oh, fine. That was my that was what I had on McTominay. Move on. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna say that for McTominay, I've always liked him because he's the next closest thing to like the Dennis Rodman of our team, to the Roy Keane of our team. He's just he's a dog. He'll just give you a hard crunching tackle, just cause. And I'm not saying that you got to break somebody's leg or you have to sprain someone's ankle, but sometimes you have to show that grit that even if you're playing a shit game, you have to show that you care at some level, whether it's going to be getting in there, sticking your foot in there, forcing a player in the different direction, getting a hard foul. You got to do something to show you have character. So I respect that about McTominay. I didn't see that in this game. Absolutely right. So why was he on? Get his ass out of there. Exactly. So why were you trying to argue me? Move on to the next person. <laughs> That awkward silence is me just giving her the death stare. <laughs> Erickson. Oh, man. He was lost in this game. I am a big Erickson fan. He was just lost in this game. Like, I don't I don't think he knew what he was doing in this game. I don't think he knew if he had to play defense or if he had to. Everybody like, has to play defense. Like, he wasn't setting any up, anyone up. And then, like, he seemed to be running between people. Like, he didn't know who to cover because there were such big gaps. Like, let's be honest. And he just seemed a little lost, and I felt for the guy. I'm not saying that I think somebody else should have been there for him. I just think that the way they were playing, I don't think he was accustomed to something like that, and I don't think he knew how to fit in there. Um, but when you listen to Ten Hag's post game, it doesn't seem like that is how they were supposed to be playing. So I think he was confused on that front. Like I don't really know. I, I don't. I felt bad for the guy. He didn't perform well, obviously. Yeah, shit game. Um, nothing too much to, to say there. You summed it up beautifully. Um, Fernandez. I didn't think he was 
that great? You and I disagreed. You actually thought he was great. I thought, so I hate Fernandez because he's a baby. And the guy lies about everything in terms of like he'll fall, (laughs) he'll cry, he'll pretend he got hurt. And he didn't. And like he didn't even get hit, period. He does all that. I hate those dramatic moments. I think it's like just the worst part about footy. But he didn't do that during the Man City game. So I can respect that. In that sense, I liked him. But for his play, nah. Let's be fair, though. I don't think he did much of that in for the for the last couple of games against Arsenal. He was a, he was a trooper. I, I didn't see much of that. Um he did have his moments where he was he was a baby, especially in the beginning and the early goings. You know what? I think the captaincy role has really changed him. I think him taking on that responsibility has really led him to be a bit more of a, or I would say less of a baby in that respect. Um, but I liked his work rate. I mean, you did see him all over the pitch. When they were losing the ball, he was behind the ball. He was trying to trail. He was giving direction. When they were on the ball, I mean, the very few moments that they were on the ball, it definitely was flowing through Fernandez. So I think he played a key role, I mean, in our demise, but he also played a key role in the 5% moments that we had of anything good. Um, Rashford. Oh, you know I was like, take him off. I know, (laughs) I know, I don't know. I honestly have no clue how he was the Premier League Player of the Month uh, last month, was it? Yes, yes. Like, you had all these goals, like you had Holland, and you chose Rashford over this. Like, no way. Well, I think his dip in form and then his resurgence. He was Who scoring. Cares? He was scoring. And Fernandez three was goals. finding him. He was running behind the defenders, timing his runs beautifully. Holland did three goals in three games each. So, like this guy does three goals in one month, and everyone's like, "Woohoo! Way to go, uh, Rashford!" <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call Holland. <laughs> Helen Malone, <laughs> because he's just a garbage man. He just scoops around the area. Rashford, you know what? I will. I'm gonna go on record to say this. Rashford deserved the Player of the Month because he worked back into great form, and the runs that he made to connect with Fernandez and Eriksson to get behind those defenders to give us those clutch goals. Come on, you can't let that go. Do I have That's to remind you? Something. I was sitting next to you watching the game. And do you know how many times he's like, come on, Rashford, stop just standing there. Do something all the time. Like, you have to remember, Rashford doesn't do much if he doesn't have the ball. And then even then, it's like hit or miss if he's going to control it well, not give it up to uh, the opposing team. Like, you forget, you quickly forget how you were annoyed with his lack of work rate, I guess, is what you would say. Uh, I would give you that. Uh, start running, you lazy sack of shit. <laughs> um, Anthony. Um, you know what's funny? I see these glimmers of hope in Anthony, and this isn't just in Man City. Um, but I, uh, I haven't seen the Anthony effect yet. I still like. There's got to be more to this guy, and I don't know what it takes to bring it out. Maybe it's the way Man U is playing. I don't find him that. Like I'm still waiting. F- uh, Okay, this is bad because I'm a woman talking about Greenwood. Um, But if Greenwood does come back, I would be more than happy to see Greenwood be playing out there again. Like I find that he had more more going for him. Like Anthony, I think he's a playmaker a bit, too, but he's just I, I don't know. He's he's not doing much when he's on the ball. I know he scored the goal. It was a beautiful finish. It was all great. There's just more that I think he can do. I agree. I think one of the things that I did like from Anthony was his one-track-mindedness. 
I think his willingness to take players on, he made some good runs. Uh, there was that one moment where he got a little bit too eager when he was on that right-hand side. Yeah. And he took the shot instead of cutting it back to Martial. Um, that kind of hurt him a little bit. And I think he could have made a better decision in that in that moment. But I do like his eagerness. Um, his work rate is questionable. I don't recall seeing him coming back and marking uh, people and, and tracking um, but you are right. I think there are some some glimmers. Um, I think we have yet to see his full potential. But I will say that once I think he makes chemistry and once he has a connection with the player, whether it's Fernandez, whether it's Erickson, whether it's going to be that that one or two combination that we're going to get, I think we're going to we're going to start seeing him rock the house. And I saved this last guy for a specific reason. Sell him. Let's take your <laughs> take first. Jaden, Trini boy Sancho. <laughs> He's just so inconsistent. And I find myself... Inconsistent? Yeah, I find myself... He's just... Like, he... There's times when he does, like, some great times. passing. Yes, <laughs> when he does some great passes. And then, like, other games where he's just... Honestly, I don't know why he's on the field. And I see... I often say that more often than not. Where I'm like, why is he still on the field? Why is he still on the field? Yeah, fine. He scored a few, but like, how much do they pay for that guy? Like, it's ta- like I don't know. He's not the one that should be playing over there. You can't bet your future at Man U on a Sancho. Are you are you done your portion? Yeah, I don't have much to say. You're the one that goes on and on. Okay. Are you gonna sing, ladies an and gentlemen? Too? There are very few players who week in and week out, when I look at their face on the starting lineup, my stomach does cartwheels. My asshole clenches in fear. My balls shrivel to the size of marbles. My eyes dilate like I've taken 10 hits of acid. And then I hear Jaden Sancho. His very first touch of the game, he dribbled down the pitch, He did his little one-two move between the legs. And I, for a second, I said, ah, he's going to get him. He's going to eat him on the left side. And what happened? He stumbled. And John Stones took the ball from Sancho. Stones was not playing. Whoever was playing, the milkman, the garbage man, the caretaker, the groundskeeper, anybody can take the ball from Sancho. And he has this look. Trinidadians call it a dunce cap. I am sick. I'm tired. I'm angry and frustrated to see this Trinidadian. When people, when Trinidadians pull a six for a nine on you, you call them a Trinidadian. We paid so much money to get this guy who didn't want to come here. Let's not forget, he turned down a transfer offer of upwards of 85 million and yet he came here why who knows why because no one else would take him and the Borussia Dortmund is just a farm team that sells the next best thing shout out Howland Malone this guy just doesn't know how to play football he can't make a single pass of any importance 
he'll score a, a, the odd goal here and there when you give it to him on a plate. And even then, he's suspect to miss some shots. Shout out the game against Arsenal where he missed the sitter. If there's anybody who needs to not play in the next 10 years at Manchester United, it's him. I only want to see him in a charity match where the gains don't matter because he will make you lose. He doesn't defend well. He doesn't attack well. He has not had one game where he's had anyone in the pocket. Name one game where he's had someone in the pocket where you can say he cut that guy up on the left wing. He set up a beautiful play. He cut open the defense. All you hear is me going, fucking Sancho. What the fuck, Sancho? Why the fuck are you doing that, Sancho? This fucking guy, Sancho. Please, Man United, for my sanity, for the sanity of one Joey Reeds who sits in his rum shop, who watches your games, who puts it on for other people in my, in my rum shop to abuse me in every way possible for watching your stinky, shitty player, Sancho, do fuck all. Please, please, please sit him down and say, fuck you, get the fuck out of Manchester United. Now, we're going to move on to the subs. Martial. Oh, you know I love Martial. You know I was waiting for him to get out there. As you can tell, I have a different tone than you. You have anger and I have joy for Martial right now. Um, yeah, no, I've been waiting for his comeback. And I was praying he was still in preseason form uh, in terms of like his scoring ability and stuff. He's the like you're down. What was it at that time? 6-1? 6-1. Or 5-1 when he scored his first five goal, one, I think, right, or something. Right. I don't even know. Yeah. Anyways, um, and he was just out there hustling. He was making things happen. He was doing it. And yeah, I know it was to show that he's like up to par. He has to show the coach, hey, look at me, like keep me in mind for the next games. But he was just, yeah, I was just so happy to see that. And I have been waiting and I know you always disagree with me on this one. I would like to see a Martial Ronaldo up front starting duo. But you said Ronaldo will not play the wing anymore. No, he can't play the wing anymore. He doesn't deserve to play the wing anymore. That's, that's a worker's job to feed the the winger has to can feed Martial play the a number wing? nine. Martial can play a deadly winger. Can he? He can. Okay. He can. Um, I like Martial where he's at though. He's. I think he's great as the number nine. I mean, let's be honest. We have to be real with ourselves. He scored those two goals against the City defense that took the gas off. The game was already in the pocket. Yeah, they had their like students in or whatever you call them. They're <laughs> young guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean. It was great to watch him score two goals, but I'd like to see that in a professional derby setting where it's not 5-1, where it's nil-nil and it's oh, and it's so 80 would minutes I, but this was game. our first chance to see him since he's been injured, and like I was happy. Yep, I mean, shout out to him. I, I thought he, he looks good. I mean, physically, he looked really good. This is the best form he's been in physically. So we'll see more to come from, from RCL. I'm super, super happy for him. He's been one of my favorite players for a long time. Like his swag, like his confidence. Um, so we'll see how, how that goes. Um, Fred. Fred played better than anybody else in that role. Do I trust Fred as a starter or anything like that? Not yet. I haven't seen enough consistency from him. Um, but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He played better than who was there. So Casemiro. 
I'm not going to say anything about Fred. I, honestly, he was just a bystander to me. Played well enough, but again, all of these guys are playing when Man City put on, as you said, their students. So is Fred really going to look that good against another Man City team? Who knows? But no. decent enough. Casemiro. Like I said earlier, before you told me, I was jumping the gun. So my talk on Casemiro, I think, yeah, I think uh, I need to see him start. I think he's going to be better as a starter than he, I don't think he does well coming off the bench. I think there's a confidence thing, an ego thing, probably more ego than confidence. And it just shows like he made a foolish mistake as soon as he was on. I can't even recall what it was. And you saw it in his face. Like, oh my God, like he knew. Um, Yeah. I, I just need to see him start. Like you've had that amazing Real Madrid career. Like, come on, like get the guy out there. Let's see how it goes. I am not convinced Casemiro is going to do anything. I'm just not. Why convinced. did they get him? Why did they get him? Desperation. Um, it's been the story of Man United's life for the last four, five, six, seven, eight years. Just desperate, silly transfers. We should. We don't need Casemiro. Winning mentality for what? You have a bunch of guys who are the highest paid players in the league. Do you know that the bench for United, the subs, get paid more than the starting eleven for Liverpool? If that's not winning mentality for the paycheck that you earn, I don't know what is. But bringing this this guy who's just been making paellas for the last two years at Real Madrid, to bring him in for what? He's going to get eaten alive when he plays against the big boys like Liverpool, like Chelsea. He's going to get overrun. He's going to get bodied. It's just we don't need him. And for every time I've seen him for the last couple of games, he's been sleeping. And for the team to say, oh, McTominay, great form. He's keeping Casemiro out. Really? Is McTominay really in such great form? No. So what's Casemiro going to do? He's going to come on. It's going to take him at least 10 games to get acclimated to the Premier League, in which he's going to be another sufferer of injuries. He's going to be another one of those old guys who's going to come in and get bullied, roughed up. And every other game, he's going to have he one. Isn't he like your age? Casemiro? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> but think about it. You For the him long an old span. Guy. <laughs> I'm well, I'm, you know, I'm wise. Oh. I'm an experienced <laughs> guy. He's an old guy. He's been putting his body out there. I'm still fresh. If you put me in the goalpost tomorrow, it's a shutout. It's a clean sheet. You'll be coughing your way back to like I'll be laid out for 10 yeah. weeks, <laughs> but I'll be in there and there won't be any goals conceded oh and I'll God. give the performance of a lifetime and I'll grab Maguire by the scruff of the neck. And I'll tell him to get the fuck off the pitch. <laughs> and I'll look at Diego Dalot and say, listen, you better play well this game. I want to see Liverpool form. I want to see Leicester form or get the fuck off the pitch. I'm going to see Varane. You're, you're, what is it? Scholes? Was that his name? Paul Scholes. Scholes. You're Scholesing it. No, no, no. I'm Peter Schmeicheling it. Schmeichel and, and Gary Neville actually got into a fist fight in the back. That's what I meant. Schmeicheling yeah, it. Yeah. I'm going to. Yeah. I'm, I'm that guy. I mean, I'm cool, calm and collected in those moments. But, you know. And when I go to the uh, to the dressing room, it's war. I'm going to hold those guys accountable. They're going to be scared of me. All right? So, Casemiro, if you're listening, you better man up because you're probably going to get the start next game. And I don't want to see none of this pussyfooting. And then I don't want to hear you go come on for your first interview and say, it was a big challenge. Um, I don't know what happened. Uh, it, um, it's everything for me is so fast. Uh, Premier League is different. It's the best league in the world. And I need to um, get better. I thought it was more Ten Hag. That's, I was that's about to Hags. say, that doesn't sound like a very Spanish accent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can only do Narcos. So. Um, now, the takeaway from the game, what would be your takeaway from that game? I have an analysis of it. What Do you have anything? You start with your analysis, and I'll just tell you if I think you're right or wrong. You're just going to piggyback. 
no, I'm going to let you lead. Ah. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, my takeaway from the game was people have been saying that Tanhag got his his uh, players wrong. He got he should have went with a different lineup. He should have went with Casemiro. Uh, He should have had Fred start. That would have helped. I genuinely think that we lost the game in the midfield. That's no surprise. The possession was 80-20. Shots on target speak for themselves. What I think for this takeaway was that he should have changed his tactic. He should have changed his formation. He should have had a 4-4-2 or a 4-5-1 because he needed the midfield to be filled and packed with players. He could have had... Uh, I mean, in my opinion, I would have, I would have uh, sacrificed Sancho because he's not doing anything anyways. He's eating doubles and then showing up to the game with his ass on fire because he's had too much chutney and too much pepper. So that, that's useless. Anthony, you know, he's gotten a taste of what the Premier League is like. I would have sat him out for a little bit. Um, un- I mean, until it was the 80th minute, if we had a chance to win, if we had a free kick and Ronaldo was taking it. Um, but I think it should have been them two sacrificed for Casemiro and Fred. We should have had two of those uh, center defensive midfields sitting a bit further back. Um, the two wingers uh, slightly at the midfield point to start. And I think that would have given us much more of a chance to either even draw the game, even hold down Holland, or even give us a chance in the later run, as I said, to score. That was the United classic way of playing. I think that would have been something that would have given us more success than going with the 4-2-3-1 approach and hoping we were going to counterattack our way against City. I think that was a little bit flawed thinking from, from Ten Hag. What do you think? Um, but where would you have fit Ronaldo into this? Because you mentioned him, but you didn't say he's going to be starting. That's a hot topic. We're going to get into that, but I just want to know what you think about my analysis. Um, sounds like it could have been worth a try. At least in the second half, since he could see that nothing was working in the first half. No, no, half. not second half. First half, we're, we're already down 4 nothing. You couldn't have done that in the second half. There would be no point in filling in your mid, your mid in the second half. That should have been done from the get-go. If you really wanted to take something from the game, we should have thought about the war in midfield. And, I don't, and this is the thing that bothers me with this whole pressing nonsense. People just think of the attack and the defense. I mean, midfield wins games. We've known this is the tried, tested way for all teams who are successful. Real Madrid, PSG, Juventus, Inter Milan. Man City. Man City. They boss the midfield. Midfield wins games. That's why last year Pep didn't even bother using a striker, the false nine, because control of the midfield means everything. And if you're not trying to control the midfield, well, I'm sorry, you're not trying to win. So I think that would have been a better approach. I think it would have been the wiser approach, and I think it would have been a much more feasible approach to get something out of the game. Good analysis. Now, the real topic of discussion. Mm-hmm. Cristiano Ronaldo yep. didn't play one minute of the derby. What's your thoughts? Well, if he didn't start and they were down 4 nothing by halftime, I agree. I wouldn't have put him in. Also, every time the camera panned to him, there didn't look like any desire on his face to go in. Like, he was... He was frustrated as hell just being on the bench watching them. He looked miserable already. So it didn't make sense. There's nothing he can do. We could tell, like, it's not, you can't save him by one guy because the whole team needed to play better. So I agreed with that. 
whether or not I I honestly going into this thought they were going to start him this game. I also thought Rashford was still injured originally, and then they said that Martial and him were um, working out. I still didn't think they would start Rashford. I thought they would start Ronaldo because cool, like they're just starting to work out. But I just thought that was probably the game I would have started Ronaldo. Agreed. I think he didn't start Ronaldo for the obvious reason that Rashford's quicker. And I think he was banking on the Ericsson, Fernandez, Rashford connection that was really going to hit City on the counterattack. Get in behind the defense, outrun them, and make something happen. But Ake, who came in, hadn't played very much. Pep, being the mastermind that he is, gave him the sole task of man-marking Rashford. And there were no runs that he made. He didn't complete a single run with the ball because Ake was there to keep up with the speed and run alongside him and make sure all the passing was cut off. I think by the time those few runs had been attempted in the first half, I think Ronaldo should have made an appearance at the 45th minute mark at second half. It's 4-1. We want to try and win the game. It was 4 nothing. It's 4 nothing at half. We want to try and win the game. I think a change of mentality from Ronaldo would have done something. And I know Ten Hag said it's his career. He doesn't want him to... But, I mean, it's not his last game. Ronaldo's been a part of 8-1 thrashings from Man City in the past. It's not like he hasn't felt those big defeats. He should have played. To some capacity, he should have been on the pitch. I think to leave him off, especially not to start him, was a huge misstep from Ten Hag. And to reiterate Roy Keane's... um, statement that he made over the weekend who cares if Ronaldo doesn't press Hallen doesn't press on defense he doesn't come back to get the ball that's not his job his job is to score I think everyone's forgetting that Ronaldo netted 25 goals last season single-handedly saved us from being relegated without Ronaldo's goal contributions we probably would have been relegated I don't think it was 25. I think he scored, like, scored 25 or something. 25 all competitions. Oh, all competitions. 25. Fine, fine, fine. Okay. Okay. 25. Okay. 25. <laughs> 25. I'm going Rick Flair on you. 25. It's, it's, it's one of the greatest players to ever play the game. You start him on a Manchester Derby. And Ten Hag with his bullshit. Some, I like Ten Hag. Sometimes he just has some bullshit stuff. Uh, I think uh, Ronaldo is going to play um, next game. I think uh, I didn't play him because his big career and I wanted to get Rashford on the ball for the counter's attack. I think uh, Rashford is a great player and I think we could have won the game. Uh, no, no. Shut the fuck up. Put Ronaldo in. He's a winner. Rashford's a loser. What has Rashford won? A Europa League? He won Premier League Player of the Month last month. <laughs> <laughs> I could win that if I come in next year judging by these stats. Oh, God. You play Ronaldo, Ten Hag, okay? You Martian-looking guy. You play Ronaldo. You have to play him if you want anything out of this game. So that's it. Um, it's been an emotional... What was that, a Sunday that we watched? Was it Sunday or Saturday? Sunday? Sunday. Emotional Sunday. I didn't get much sleep. I had a headache at like 1.30 in the morning. Um, probably not because of the game. Probably because I just stayed awake till 4 in the morning the night before. Um... But that wraps things up. We, I just had to come on the pod and get my wonderful bartender, my favorite bartender, uh, to help vent out my feelings and frustrations. Um, so now I do have a segment on the rum shop. Um, oh, I didn't prepare. Oh, uh, it's too late. You know I can't just 
I don't even know titles of songs. No, no, I'm not gonna make you name a title of a song. Oh, okay. Um, so you got a shift tomorrow night at the rum shop. Um, what's gonna be your your drink? What's gonna be your drink special? Ooh, my drink special. Ooh, yeah. Straight up bourbon, <laughs> neat. Kentucky bourbon. Just bourbon, and it's typically made in Kentucky. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> But yes, all special kinds of bourbon. I'm going to have a fully stocked bourbon bar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what to say in response to that? Well, I thought you were going to follow up with that. But um, no. again, this is Joey Reeds from The Rum Shop, guys. Um, you know, I, I feel like you all know what I'm going through. For those of you who know me, I'm an avid United fan. We will get back to brighter days sometime, hopefully. And um, thankfully, you got an iPhone, so now you don't break your cheap Google Pixel phones every time they lose. This man literally takes his phone I think we're getting and too slams it now. on I the ground. I think we're getting too personal now. We're getting way too personal. Does everybody need to know that? Oh, my goodness. <laughs>